The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hey, I'm Jenna Rose. I'm Sean Solis. I'm Trevor Flynn. And I'm Jack Newman, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. Welcome back uh, as we attempt to continue to avoid doing our Bond cast because we are so <laughs> sick of James Bond that I could literally spit and die. We are officially through all of the Roger Moore, though, so <laughs> it was it was a tough ride, but we progress. are through it. It is progress. It is progress. I can't complain. Right. But we're moving Sean, on. Sean, you can we're come gonna, back now. I, I can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to We're going to continue on today. We're actually going to be doing more Netflix, which I'm super excited about. We're going to be doing a mini series a la our, uh, I guess what was the last mini series we did was uh, an even more depressing mini series. It was about Chernobyl. Yeah. That was it. That was <laughs> oh, it. God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot. That was the last mini series we did. Yeah, it was. So <laughs> dark to semi-dark. Uh, I don't know if this constitutes as dark with the ending but we'll, we'll get to it uh this we're going to be today we're going to be reviewing the queen's gamut a 2020 drama uh now out, out on netflix starring anna taylor joy thomas brody i don't know why thomas gets second billing on this anyways yeah harry melling uh moses ingram uh mariel heller interesting uh, that was an interesting top billing on that, actually. Anyways, so for uh, a summary real quick. Set during the Cold War era, orphan chess prodigy Beth Harmon struggles with addiction and a quest to become the greatest chess player in the world. Uh, his first episode was October 23rd, 2020, based on the book The Queen's Gambit uh, by uh, Walter Tevis. Uh, yeah, it, starring. Yeah, this is so again, it's kind of an alt history uh, take on like kind of like a chess and kind of like the Soviet era chess where it kind of uh, stars kind of a female chess competitor as the uh, kind of the leading light in American chess to, de to defeat the Russians. And it's really about her life and also about her struggle with uh, kind of dependency and everything else. And, uh, and also just being an orphan in the U S in the sixties and also really, yeah. really just primarily being a woman in the sixties, which is, mm. you know, weirdly just as bad as being an orphan, but definitely I believably so. <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's go ahead and start. Uh, let's start. I haven't, done this in the well and get to pitch to you jenna uh what did you think of queen's gambit so i loved it um kind of started on a whim like hadn't had someone recommend it or anything but it was appealing i was looking for a new show netflix always has really interesting content i think um especially recently and so i i loved it like i i found that random things from like the color schemes um, to the storyline and also just what she's an extremely troubled person um, really like reeled me in and wanted me to watch. I, I wish it wasn't a limited series just because I, I want more, even though I understand like we've, you know, come full circle on her story. Yeah, I haven't forgiven Netflix. What was that terrible Netflix sex sex show? Uh, the one called like Five Concerts or something. I forget what it was. It was it's no, no, no. It's it's a horrific show. And we share our Netflix with a lot of people and somebody watched it on our account. And I know it's like one of those things where it was like we it showed up and recommended and Katie watched like five minutes and she's like, what the fuck have you been watching on our fucking Netflix? And I was like, honey, the Internet has poured. I'm not watching this this is like weird ass highbrow shit i don't give a fuck about this like it's just i still don't know why that's i haven't forgiven their algorithm for recommending five concerts i need to remember what that was so called. important tip is to all of our listeners don't watch netflix porn that's what i just learned myself or gets your secret self a secret account like i don't know i don't i don't, I don't, know. I don't want a separate netflix account that just seems really weird for some reason uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> let's let's toss to the other guy that's come back after a little while. How's the air up there in Colorado? Way up there. Are you a superhuman person yet? Just by absorbing all that high air. I guess you and both, Jenna. Yeah. So how 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 are you doing, Sean? I'm good, man. Um, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed this show. Um, and I, I've kind of have a new appreciation for limited or miniseries now because. You know, the, the prior one, as you as you alluded to, is Chernobyl, which was phenomenal. Um, and I, I, it's like a really great I, format. Frankly, I do want to I do want to stop and say I, I yeah. did not want to make that comparison because they're both very, very good series. And like I don't want to pull out like Chernobyl and be like, sure. let's compare it to Chernobyl because that's a that's I don't 
bad comparison to begin with. No, I, I, we I have also yeah. reviewed I, his dark materials. I, I, I realize I really yes, thank you. <laughs> but but you know it it, it works because it's it, it, you know it's it, it's able to elaborate on the story more than you would get in a movie format. But it's not a TV show format where, frankly, you know, some folks would not be able to dedicate the time to watch like five seasons of something like this. Um, but nonetheless, I thought it was very effective because it told the story. It, you know, was able to kind of dive into all the characters. And when the when the story concluded, I, I felt satisfied that, you know, everything had kind of gotten, you know, they had been able to discuss yeah. all of the elements. Um, overall, it was it's, it was interesting in the sense that when I started the, the show, I thought it was going to go to a to a very different place than where it ended, right? Because you know you you've got like this orphan child chess prodigy who not only does she lose her her you know her birth parents, but then she loses her adopted mother. Um, it's just really difficult circumstances that she's growing up in, and um, she kind of has these father figures in her life that are all really quite terrible. Um, so <laughs> it, it, it was interesting to me that, that it, it ended up in a different place than that. Um, but yeah. it was kind of the positive ending um, that, that I think I needed during these COVID times. So that was, that was really uh, it was well, good to see for sure. One of the tone issues that does real quick is that one of the things is the first episode of this has a cold open of revealing her strung out on a bed with like another woman in bed. And I'm just, I, I just, I feel like maybe that's a little like, I, I don't like that cold open for the rest of the series. Like I just, I, I, I almost, I, I just feel like it's out of place for where the tone of the entire series eventually goes. Cause literally that's <laughs> like, that's like her at the finish line right before she, like all of her friends come and save her with the power of friendship. Right. Like it's, it's one of those things. And I'm not, I'm not the actually biggest not problem actually I really had like, with I that, that is ending, that when Go it ahead, does Tim. come back up, but, uh, sorry, I was talking over you. Um, no, 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 you're good. You're good. I'm loud. Yeah. I, I kind of agree. And I think the biggest problem I had with that setup is that when we do come back into that, uh, moment in the, uh, chronology of the, of time that, uh, we expect kind of more from that pivot than I think, I, I think it still works, but like, I just remember when we get to that night before when, she has this, you know, this connection with a, just a friend, another person who's kind of like blurring her into her worst tendencies. I'm like, I hate this. I don't like this is happening. I just like as you know, it was happening. So that it just it still works. It's just it's a it's a hefty. Um, I don't know. It, it kind of highlights that as more of a turning point than it is in her story, I think. Is, is if, if this was sound euphonium, uh, both you and me would have called gay baiting on this. And okay, there is some bit. of that too. Yeah, yeah I think I, I, I think it's not part of her story, but it, it but they cold open with it and that bothers me a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Well, I think they kind of like, they leave the gender of the person in the bed pretty ambiguous at the beginning. Like It's fair. It, I, it becomes yeah, super I'm apparent assuming. as the night unveils um, later in mm -hmm. the series. But I think right from the start, you just see like a dark headed person under the covers. That's sure. true. It's probably when it's revealed that it's a woman later on that I was like annoyed that I was like, this feels flown in here. <laughs> like, I mean, and it's also like also like let's not show it as like the, the, the you know, oh, it's even worse because it's like she's at the end of her bender. Like, well, as soon as she showed up, I was like, is that the person in her bed in Paris? So yeah, I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love you. Trent. I love how you watch shows like that is not how I when she showed up. That is not the connection. Oh, I was like, I oh, I had the same. I had the same connection as Trevor. Really? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, like, I, I, I the only reason I even remember that it was a cold open is because I was trying to do notes for this show, you guys. So I don't just remember things, apparently. That, like, that's a, it's, well, another, it, it's an interesting point, too, because, you know, both the cold open and that first episode, right, where she's like this drugged out orphan child, oh, man. And, you know, this terrible <laughs> orphanage. And then she like they, they, they end that episode with her like getting into like the, you know, the medicine cabinet. Yeah, and she like yeah. steals all of the tranquilizer pills. Yeah. And I'm just like, holy shit, like this is yeah. going to be a really fucking dark series. Like, buckle up. Well, especially so um, the part where she's where she's stealing all the tranquilizers i would like so i i because she's clearly high intelligence but she just mm -hmm. starts shoving them in her face i'm like right. why aren't you filling your pockets and like your undergarments <laughs> like what are you doing you have lost your mind like i get that yeah. she's going through withdrawals and all that but i was just like you're smarter than this right now beth you are smarter than this <laughs> not the same reaction uh but it works with the, uh, the music and the, uh, oh my god <laughs> yeah it, it, it yeah. is i think i do think it's one of those things that doesn't necessarily make sense but it's like drives home like like the whole like tableau of this child stuffing 
candy. It's very one flew, it's over, like, yeah. one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's got it's got a, a Willy Wonka's like horror house vibe, you know? It's like oh. So to that point though, I actually thought the orphanage wasn't that bad. Like Okay, no, hold on. Given what it could have been, like they really could have had it much worse than what we showed. Yeah. Like she gets a strange amount of no one ever comes like finding this orphan girl who's hiding in the basement with kind of a creepy old man. Um, like <laughs> no one cares about that. And then like really the worst thing is like that like creepy Matilda vibe. But it's not like you never see them being abused. You don't see you don't see much bad like she's allowed to go to the high school Um and so I, I think that like the colors of the orphanage really make it seem more terrible than it, it appeared to be. It, it is definitely oh, like, yeah. uh, like an 100%. editing thing where it's like like the camera goes like grayscale and it's like ah, you know, it's, it's definitely more like this is bad. And it's like oh, if you like if you if you just like up the saturation dial, it doesn't necessarily always clear that like the orphanage is so terrible, right? Like, it's just I, I I I do think I do think it's effective stand-in for abuse. I definitely think that like. I don't know that I would have pushed the the abuse nozzle on it because I think the I do think the I do think that, that the series wants to come down. And I think this is the thing. I think, you know, where this series and the and the and the empowerment element of it kind of falls apart a little bit is that there are a two little things. I do think this series is primary thing that it wants to do is not so much about chess as it wants to do about addiction. And I think that's where the ending of this series makes a lot of sense is because like no matter how smart you are, like and, and that's the thing is like, you know, at least at least in terms of drug addiction, like the smarter you are, you're actually like in some way is more susceptible and it's like one of those things where it's like i do think that like a lot of people think that like friend not i keep calling it the power of friendship and i'm sorry because i made fun of it because i'm about to fucking defend it so that's why i fucking (laughs) shot myself in the foot yep um the point is is that like you know it's about being with other people and you know seeing inside yourself via the mirror of other people and she has to bring in other people to defeat her you know essential addiction in the same Mm -hmm. sort of way which is by the way not something that bobby fisher did (laughs) bobby fisher was a crazy asshole right to the end so you know that's that's what that is so yeah Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm, interesting because uh, because oh, sorry, go ahead, Trevor. No, it's all right. I just want to get my overall take. I guess I, I, I didn't. Really... Yeah, I didn't pitch to you. I pitched <laughs> to the. Yeah, this is what happens for being like on a lot of cast, Trevor. I just ignore you. That's what happens. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, 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 I was, I'm I'm used to self advocating. It's fine. You did a beautiful I'm, I'm job, really, Trevor. I'm, beautiful job. I'm really <laughs> glad to see Jenna and Sean too. I'm I'm very excited there with us. But anyway, my. Um, yeah, I, I really love this. I'm really partial to stories about mental illness and addiction. You know, uh, BoJack Horseman is one of my like favorite Netflix shows, <laughs> just shows of all time, too. So I, I think it actually almost that, has a higher pedigree than this show in some ways. And I hate that I like that is like, a oh, fact. sure. Well, I mean, that's that's the highest for me. So, I mean, that's <laughs> that's saying a lot. But um, uh, yeah, I, it has that going for it. I I think it does capture uh, what I love about chess and uh, the way it weaves that together really well and her kind of constantly struggling with like you were kind of saying like letting other people into her life to kind of deal with her underlying mental illness I guess you could call it Um, and I, I didn't really see where this show was going a lot of the time. And that's oh, yeah. what I really liked about it, especially from a novel that we find out was written in 83. And just like, I think it avoids something I was kind of maybe worried about a little bit early on because she is kind of a savant uh, to a degree. Like she she does work for her skill at chess, but she does have kind of a natural talent that right. kind of um, exceeds like any other kind of I mean, she does tend come out to be kind of an overall smart person in general, but it does kind of look for a minute like we're kind of steering into like kind of autistic savant kind of uh, natural genius, they, terrible uh, with people territory in the beginning. And I was really relieved that the show didn't necessarily go that way. And then it turned out to be more about her kind of like letting other people into her life is like in response yeah, to her yeah. trauma kind of I, thing. I, I find, I, I find the scene, sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but like, well, I do just find as a period on that, the, when the journalist brings out that the really catty journalist that interviews her, like is basically a mouthpiece for all these tropes that she's defining herself against. Like the creative genius goes with madness or whatever kind of thing. And hearing that through the tabloid journalist, who's just really like trying to like shrink her down to a pitch for her article is like really, I, I I really enjoyed yeah. that. And that's yeah. that's where the show came at that from. 
Yeah. And it's also, go ahead, Sean. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, she doesn't, she never really struck me as someone who had, um, you know, social problems, right? She seemed, she actually thought she was quite a likable character, you know, for the, for, you know, the entire show, to be honest with you. She's just, there's, there's a lot of adversity she's facing in her life. Interestingly enough, like not necessarily coming from chess, which seems to be her outlet to like escape all of that. Right. Cause like not only do her parents die, you know, her, her mother kind of gets her hooked on alcohol to begin with. Um, so not clear that she was like a really great, you know, mother figure, but then of course she dies. Oh, so then man. she's, she's dealing with, with that as well. Um, and every, every time enough, she's on, every time she's on screen, I'm just like waiting for the other ball to drop with her. And, <laughs> oh, then, yeah. and, I, and it was so like, what, it was like weird. I had this sense of relief when she died like i don't know like i don't know how to put that but like i knew it was a bad thing and i knew that that wasn't what the series was intending but i was like oh thank god she's not gonna get more abusive like i don't know yeah but i mean i I thought she was like a real i mean beth was like really likable character and you're kind of rooting for her the entire time and you know a lot of times like almost on her own she's able to you know, to kind of put the kibosh on her substance abuse. And it's really other factors in her life outside of chess that kind of bring her back to, to, yeah. to, to, de- to dealing with that. And then of course, ultimately it's her, her, her chess friends who, who were able to kind of get her, get her off of that entirely. So um, I thought, I thought all of that was really interesting. Yeah. I, I think over, I think overall, like I think this series is, is very, very powerful and it's really about substance abuse. It also has kind of like the, like it definitely, it definitely touches on kind of like female issues in the sixties and kind of like that. And I, I mean, it is kind of a curious thing, whether or not this kind of story could have essentially happened in the sixties or whether or not it's overly nice. Like, I do think that is a question whether or not it is overly nice. Uh, you know, it, we want, and I, and I do, I do. I, and I, and I think I'm also susceptible to this because I want to personally, like, because like, this idea of the chess being so cerebral that like people can come together and see past crap you know that's my thought process and i think that's like the thought process the series in the end kind of wants to embrace a little bit especially with like the friends coming into the you know all these guys that have gotten over the fact that she kicked their ass and it's just like coming to help her at the end still and seeing past her and like appreciating that but at the same time i do think that it is maybe a little bit overly optimistic about what a female chess player would have been like in the 60s <laughs> that was challenging uh the lead russian i'm, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not i'm just like i'm just on the side of like pitching that the 60s were pretty bad <laughs> you know what i mean i feel like that's a safe bet <laughs> well i think a sure. little overly optimistic about her substance abuse issues like yeah that's you true. know yeah. um I, I agree with that jack and i i do think at the end too it's kind of like oh well of course she's gonna be fine because she's conquered you know her biggest opponent by having all her friends rally behind her no matter the horrible things she's done to them in the past um right. so i agree with that i thought it was a little optimistic but Sean, I thought one thing that you opened with was really important. Like right now, especially, I think most people want a happy ending. (laughs) Like we're on, you know, eight months of cooped up and it's kind of time where it's like, you know, you don't really want those depressing endings where she commits suicide because life sucks. Like the ending is I can wander into a park that's filled with people and just hang out with them for a while. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that that's. That's the, it, it's powerful in the context of the rest of the series, but in, out of context, that scene is really weird. <laughs> like, it, is. Like, like, it, it is. It is like, it is like, it, and it's also, it's also, that's a flashback to the scene where she like goes to school for the first time and realizes that she has no context because she's been an orphan and has all this crap going on. She has literally mm-hmm. no context to handle women her own age or anybody her own age. And it's just, I do think that that's like, I do think like this is all, she has social issues, but she has social issues, not because, you know, she is some sort of rain man like character she has social yeah. issues and, and they, they the, the series goes out of the way to define the fact that she has social issues because of all the shit that's happened in her knife yeah. mm-hmm. and you know, she and maybe also she is probably better at chess because she used it as an outlet and that's but that's not necessarily suggesting by any stretch that she is on any spectrum or anything other right. than the fact she's very intelligent obviously I, I thought one of the most interesting moments of the of the movie is after her, her mother dies and she gets the house and she's like kind of all alone and in an empty house and she's trying to have to you know kind of grasping with what she's going to do with the rest of her life right is she going to continue to go to become a professional chess player go to moscow is she going to kind of go back to kentucky um and and i think that's like you know 
it, it was most striking to me in, in the COVID times where it's like, if you have kind of underlying issues, you know, kind of being by yourself and not having anyone to really like kind of bounce ideas off of can be really destructive. And that ultimately ends up happening, right? Where she's kind of spirals out of control a little bit. Um, so it just from, just from kind of like the COVID perspective and, and knowing, you know, how, how that can, how that can kind of go awry was, was really interesting. Yeah. Jenny, are you saying something? Yeah, I thought, um, the other thing that I like for for me, one of the most interesting scenes, just because it was kind of out of left field, was finding out more about her biological mom and what's presumed to be her biological father and how he like after he just and see that the timing gets a little weird because they only use one kid to represent Beth as a child um, mm-hmm. with that horrible haircut, like just atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> um. my, um, my, as we were watching, I, I can't remember. It was real, really, ca- I can't remember what it was, but she's like, in the course of her, uh, actual like maternal mother's, um, like, uh, neurosis, my, she was like, yeah, that's what happens when you cut your own bangs. I do also think there sorry, is like, Jenna maybe, was actually making a point. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, but no. I do want to, I do. Go ahead. I do want to slip in here, though. There is a little bit of a pretty woman element to this where it's just like we're going to let it grow on one side. And now she's fabulous. You know, it's like and she is. I mean, Anna Taylor Joy is is fucking a gorgeous human being and just letting her like get a nice haircut for once. It's, it does. Mm-hmm. It's like you take the glasses off and it's like the sun shines through. It's bad. You know, it's, yeah, I'm not. Well, not bad, but you know, what? it's a stereotype. No, and I would agree with that. And that like the I think so I'm getting myself off track, but the attractiveness is kind of interesting because it's like at one point one of the reporters asked her like you're too glamorous to be a chess player what are you doing even though (laughs) she spent all her child well her childhood after she arrives at the orphanage like sticking out like a sore thumb like bad clothes bad hair no friends um and so that was kind of like funny just to watch that complete like caterpillar to butterfly metamorphosis um (laughs) but the the point i was making is it was kind of interesting because they like they show you know her mom just really like her biological mom just kind of really you know falling apart and and trying to kill both of them um but you also see like this strange scene where again what's presumed to be her dad's trying to like help them out and just can't and then and where i was going before i got distracted by those bangs was um you you to me at least like my interpretation was that after her mom just like really told him like stop looking for us he went and got his own family um and then the mom comes back trying to get back into his life but so it's kind of interesting like i i actually almost because some parts of the show were pretty um to me like i could really kind of guess what predictable there we go they were pretty predictable um but i i honestly i thought that her biological father was going to kind of like reappear and then he never did um so that was Mm. interesting to me uh, just a, a general question to the group is why did they have the reveal that like her mother tried to kill her as her last act? Uh, it, you know, on, I think it was the last episode where we found that out or maybe it was the second to last episode. But I thought yeah. I thought it was interesting because it revealed a lot about um, Beth as a character that I thought would have actually been helpful to have up front. Um, so, you know, it, it doesn't it, it was work kind of strange. Yeah. yeah, I had it the opposite reaction that I was like, OK, I don't see, you know, I, I get that. I mean, I kind of was thinking when her last words were close your eyes, like the crash was maybe intended. So I was kind of already reading that and to finally have that reveal so late and kind of get the like rest of the scene was I, I it didn't change much for me. But I, yeah, I don't know. Trevor, I agree with Jesus. you. I, I like I definitely thought that in the first episode when we see the last like what were your mom's last words? Close your eyes. Um, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, that's super dark. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can see how you guys saw a fair, fair is fair. You saw that before I did. I think the thing that bothers me about it is because the show went out of the way to establish that she doesn't have mental illness to then like drop mm-hmm. a mental illness feels like there was a it feels almost like somebody wrote the script with mental illness as a part of it, took the mental illness out of it and left that little detail in there that was part of like an, an <laughs> original draft of the script because it doesn't feel to be like unvibe like, you know. Know, just uh, having her shittily abandon her is so much more on vibe for the rest of this thing or just finding her mom somewhere and it just her just being a total shit show would just be on vibe for plot wise and not not that it, you know we need well more specifically mother. you're saying that like uh, uh, like a genetic mental illness tying her to her mom is, right is well, well, well i don't even know that she's technically mental well, i mean she 
killed herself. So, I mean, mentally ill, she is mentally ill by definition, but like whether or not it runs in genetically, I don't know. Maybe I'm taking it in a weird direction. That was like where my brain ran with that. I don't no, know. I can kind of see that. If that being kind of a, maybe an underlying thread that they weren't really. Yeah. The point is that she's addicted. She's never been mentally ill. And I felt like the show did a, I was really proud of the show for not going there with it. That was my thought process. Mm-hmm. I was really proud that mm. she wasn't also addicted and mentally ill and everything else and a rain man and all these things. Cause I, well, addiction they, I, is I, a mental illness. So we're kind of splitting hairs. I think that's fair. That's our. fair. Like, and, and, and is, was she mentally ill because of things that have happened? And she's more, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not disagreeing. I just it it definitely felt like too much for me. Do you know there's like too many? Yeah, balls no, I agree. It was an odd kind of tr- yeah, odd odd from a structure standpoint. I didn't really see what that was accomplishing. Yeah, yeah, sure. and it may, maybe it's just because I didn't. You know, when when I saw the scene, you know, close your eyes. I didn't realize what you know that she like intentionally crashed the car, right? So I, I just didn't, I, I was not foreseeing how that was going to go. So it was a little shocking at the end that they're like dropping that. I'm like, okay. I, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat, Sean. I did not, I did not figure that out. I was like, close your eyes. I was like, oh, you know, maybe she put, read her a bedtime story. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I, was like, I, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, maybe you guys were just like on the pitch black wavelength of this show. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, Eventually um, go somewhere else. This through. really reminded me of uh, when I fell in love with uh, Mad Men when I first saw it in terms oh, of yeah. how bleak it was, in terms of its period setting. I love all the sets. I love every single set. I am helpless for the music and the mon- use of montage in this thing. I am. It is absolutely just kind of in my lane. Oh, and the way it was shot was gorgeous, too. Like some of those sequences where she's like walking into these hotels in foreign countries and they're kind of panning through this really elaborate Mm -hmm. setting. And you can tell that it's like, you know, completely unfamiliar to her, but she's, you know, attract, you know, she's just like, you know, she's dealing with it. Right. Just kind of brushing it off. But it it was beautifully shot. 60s cheek all the way through. (laughs) Set design was on point. Soundtracks on point. All of the chess games are real. So, like, they had Kasparov, like, they had Gary fucking Kasparov offset, just being like, no, she'd, she'd move here. And, I, and again, I also, I also love that the Queen's Gambit is an actual thing. They actually picked mm-hmm. that, the, you know, not a thing that you should use because it's, you know, the Slav defense works better. But I read that in a book two minutes ago. No, I'm just kidding. I can tell. Trevor hates playing chess. Wait, you mean, you mean the Sicilian defense? Like an actual chess No, no, no. Strategy? It's just, no, slab defense is an actual chess strategy. I'm literally, I'm literally like, I don't, don't question me when the page is like open on my desktop, motherfucker. It is a fucking thing. Well, like, so I'm going to question you till the day you talk. Right, just, gonna gonna this I, I have a great <laughs> question to kind of rewrite this. Um, yeah. so, Please do. So Jack, your intro was kind of talking about like the gender dimensions of it. And I'm really curious to hear what you all, what the three of you thought. So like first, when we see, when we meet Mr. Scheibel, and then when we meet the adoptive father who ends up just being like an utter dirtbag, but like yeah. what vibes or did you guys get anything or did you watch with like your partners? Like what I'm kind of curious yeah. your perspectives. Yeah. Cause like when I saw both of them, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to get so much darker. And then I was just wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, I, both Katie and me were just like ready for like hardcore child abuse to happen. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. and then her dad was out of the picture and I was like, okay, so he can't abuse her now. So it's going to be the mom that's going to abuse her. And then the mom died. And I was like, oh, he can't get abused. And then the dad gets back on the phone. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> same, like, I yeah. Just, I had the same was, thought when they're going yeah, home from that yeah, orphanage. Was, I'm just yeah. like, I have bad vibes. Yeah, I, just, right I, just, I, I expected, I, ex- yeah. I don't know. I, I do think maybe it's a strength and a weakness of the series that you feel like there's like, there is the, and I think maybe that's the strength actually in of itself. There's the threat of physical violence that's definitely designed into the plot and like the synopsis of what's happening the threat of like being a woman in the 60s or also a child Mm -hmm. in like the 50s and i think that that threat is implicit and that and that i think that's also maybe that's a strength but also like the fact that it i mean is it a weakness that it doesn't actually ever complete no i I don't think so i (laughs) think the genius of the direction is that instead of us anticipating this the sexual abuse right right which we all anticipated well instead it's not just the abuse of utter neglect and it is not incidental to her gender it's just a different form of abuse from that father figure you know i I think 
I think that that's a great kind of subversion of our expectations, maybe of kind of, you know, <laughs> not to get totally off track, but seeing women subjected to sexual abuse in media for the sake of male characters to empower them is, you know, definitely kind of maybe the trend that we're used to. So to see, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, can that's you beyond even subvert, my role. Can you even subvert that trend? Is that like, like, I mean, obviously you can subvert it, but is it is it a subversion to do? I, like, it, it's just interesting. I do think that like they... I don't think it's su- a misdirect. Is, is, no, 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 no I, I agree. I think they definitely purposefully oh, it's very intentional for yeah. you to be concerned about her well-being from the word go yeah and i sure. think that the fact that there's never actually i guess i mean technically like there's definitely she's abused but she's like no one specifically ever lays a hand on her in my in my in my like like is there like, a pl- her her life i mean everything is going against her to be honest with you like from the get-go right just in terms of her situation so i think that's what makes like the show kind of difficult to watch in like those first couple episodes where it's just like you're (sighs) not not in terms of like what actually happens to her but the fact that you're just expecting something bad to happen to her the entire time is just like a little it's a little tough and it's and it's also alluring and i think one of the things that was terrible that happened to me is that like me and katie were watching the scene where she's like dancing in her underwear getting drunk and dragging the <laughs> bottles out to the corner which is you know fucking housewife connotation for she's an alcoholic and she's got the mm-hmm. back and like me and katie turned to each other's like you want to get drunk and i was like yeah and i was like well, then God, we got fucking hammered and i was like and i was like that was not what i was supposed to take from this scenario but i did yeah. i did yeah we had yeah. a bottle of wine a bottle of champagne and i had a, two cocktails and then i passed the fuck out <laughs> and then i had to rewatch the next episode of queen's gamut because i didn't remember anything that fucking happened and then crazy. you started drinking again and it was just an awful cycle I, it just it was a cycle it was a cycle and i didn't have the power of friendship to bring me out of my abuse that's another question i had for the group is what did you think of her relationships with kind of like the the other male chess players like benny and uh um beltic yeah beltic yeah i, I, I love I, and harry, towns yeah harry, yeah. Melling. harry Melling coming back as beltic fucking again, dudley again. yeah dudley from harry <laughs> this, potter this, this man who like will never escape the association with the name harry he played yeah. dudley and harry potter he plays harry beltic his name is harry uh i, yeah, I think um, to just, your I, point though sean him. i think like I mean, obviously it worked out for her in the end, right? They all came together to help her. Um, but they really, they, they are another form of addiction for her. Like, you know, Ooh. no, for sure. It's sex and love addiction. Like she can't come fill that needs through alcohol or they stop her from using her, her drugs. Um, and so it's a form of addiction. It, it's a form of, for her, I, I think it's like, it's powerful because she beat them and they are the best um, at those stages of her life. But it's just it's another way to her for her to like exercise control of herself is by living with this person and he can't move to the hotel and then living with this person who's going to train her and keep her off drugs. Um, so I, I thought it was really a powerful thing. Like it's a nuanced thing because it's not like you don't see her, you know, collapsing onto hotel floors and tripping over glass and all this stuff. But you still like she can't quit them until they quit her. I'm not invalidating. Oh, sorry. Let me. Let me. I'm not invalidating your read of that situation. I don't think the director intends you to go there thoughtfully. Or, well, or am I wrong? Or how do you feel? Let's not like claim director intent, man. I, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. Not, I'm, I'm literally. I'm, I'm. I'm. I agree with you. I. I. I'm, I'm in dangerous territory where I didn't feel that at the end. I feel like. I feel like the thing that uh, me at the end. I was like. I was annoyed by it. Actually, Jenna, I agree with you to some extent. Like I, I was annoyed by how happy the ending was. Do you know what I mean? Like that felt weird to me. That it, that you know everything felt like a word out. So you're you're reading that. More more of a negative thing in terms of the actual addiction to the people around her. Um, but like it goes from her outward. Like I, I don't think that it's, I think that they genuinely cared about her. And that that was evident to me at the end when, you know, right. I've been up for five hours and we've been playing every move out. Um, but it's like I think that for her, they, they fill that void, whether it's drugs or alcohol yeah. or like sex or love or whatever her void is like she needs someone to be around her to validate her existence and until they like, cause they all are the ones who break it off until they do that. Mm-hmm. She, she would just keep going. Yeah. I think that's right. Like particularly, I think Benny is probably the best example of that where she, you know, like clearly 
they're like playing each other to like try to dominate the other the other player. Um, and it's clearly not like a healthy relationship Mm-mm, until no. until mm-hmm. it kind of turns there at the very end. It's a um, it's a very sexy relationship, though. I will say that. Like, I, I like I don't this, I don't want to be like, like this whole like, thing is the sexiest chest has ever been. As far as I know, I, I, I just want to say that I appreciated that. Yeah, a lot. yeah, yeah. I, I did the sex, drugs and chess rock and roll was amazing. Like, like Trevor, do you remember March comes in like a lion? Like that was like the closest. Yeah, I knew that this. was going to come up, too. And I think um, well, I've been avoiding it because no one knows this anime, but it's something you everybody should watch. I, it's I think it, it definitely was on my mind the whole time uh, right. because it's it's not chess. It's shogi, which is Japanese. Chess. It's very it, uh, it's I don't want to say it's similar, fucking, but it's no, it's the same it, fucking thing. It, and it turns it, it's a different game, but in terms of its eminence and prestige and its uh, complexity, it, it is there. And um, it's like the it kind of equivalent culturally, probably, I guess, too. But anyway, the um, the depiction of that game, that and the way that it spends more time in pl- inside the players heads. And I think we are meant to have a, it lingers on the board more. We're meant to have more understanding of the game, I think in that series, which also has the benefit of being a really long extended series. Um, I think works for that show really well. And I think this show just takes a different route, which I, I, I was like, I don't know, uh, really curious and maybe even skeptical about, you know, just like, how am I going to watch people play chess for a whole mini series? But I think it is, edited and the cinematography it it, thomas flight did a video about it the way it it kind of focuses on the mental struggle between the two people they do not move that fast in real life i needed to look that up i needed to know about that because i'm like shit are they moving this fast in real life do i just not know this about professional chess no way no and it's Um, it's it's, it takes liberties to create a sense of momentum and power like the first beltic a match where she where he's just not taking her seriously and right. she starts slapping her pieces down and then he slowly like catches up with her and he's like oh fuck and you see him like he's you see him like lean in and be like oh fuck ah fuck which is like totally a vibe I've gotten with playing chess with people where you don't take it seriously and all of a sudden you look down and you realize I am yeah. fucked like you know my significant other has fucked me and I didn't even notice like I, sorry this is really inappropriate thank god we have a TVMA. <laughs> those are the best games to win, too. I, yeah. I, I definitely we're, played we're, one of those yeah. games before, and I love it. What do we we're, think about the device of her playing chess in her mind on the ceiling? I'm curious about that. I, mm. I was I was never a fan of it. I, I don't know. I was that was like I, I I understood that it was like the thing. I, I just like I don't. I'm not a huge fan of anybody suggesting that any sort of like drug can make you better at chess. I I, I it just well it wasn't her and allows her to come forward. It's That's definitely counterintuitive because they're tranks, right? But Right. Well, I, I think that the point I think the point of the show is that, that she didn't need drugs to do that. Right. Because at the yes. very end, she's able to get exactly. off of them and right. still is able to visualize the board. Right. Um, I, I actually thought it was effective because like that's how I try to think about chess. So obviously not nearly as effectively, but you have to be able to specifically on the ceiling or just yeah, in advancing the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, like, I, like, uh, you, you, you weren't going to drop that little note and not get a bunch of shit, motherfucker. What you, well, you have Tra- to. Sean's like, well, look at the ceiling. <laughs> well, you ha- you have to know all the possible moves that your opponent's going to make right now. Oh, right. I think right. that's the, I think that's the idea is that she's able to see yeah. which way they could go in all the different iterations of the moves. Uh, right. I just I just feel like we're criticizing like the visual cl- nomenclature that it is well, used for. Oh, I sure. It, I think it had to just be done. So I I kind of because I, I thought it was a little corny, <laughs> but I thought it had to be more figurative because like right. you know most chess players like. The good ones play it in their head like they they analyze right. moves yeah. and so it's like we don't want to just watch her like stare at a blank ceiling as she's going over what mr scheibel's taught her so instead how we can how can we make this for an audience so it's not like because it would be weird to watch a 11 year old girl lay in bed and stare like that that would be weird so instead yeah. we yep. can watch up at the ceiling as magical chess pieces move <laughs> Well, I think it works to frame like her struggling with her environment too. like when she first does it in the orphanage, but she's like afraid maybe of like or you would be if you were a kid of like the shadows of the trees outside or something where it first turned into chessboard. She has to rip through these really lavish feminine (laughs) hangings in, 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 in her new bedroom. 
which I particularly liked. And what, and similarly <laughs> at the, at the, at the Beltic game, when it comes, when she looks in the mirror and there it is on the ceiling, that's, I, I liked all that. The only moment it feels actually superfluous and silly to me is in the final game when yeah. everybody yeah. looks up. It's like, what is she looking at up there? That's the only moment it's too much, but yeah, we're, we're, I, get, and, uh, I get the necessity yeah, of it. Yeah. I, 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 don't I, yeah. I do think there are a beautiful, I think when she chairs the drapes and, and the Beltic and the glass in reverse, I do, I do they, they, they needed a, they needed a shorthand for what is it when she's like in her chest mind's eye and it's like and they just like ran with it I, I don't know I, I yeah, you're, the, yeah. the last that last sequence is a little goofy but I, I <laughs> thought it, it was for the most part I thought it was pretty effective <laughs> in terms of a nitpick I've made on this cast that's like top nittiest pickiest <laughs> thing I've ever done like I'm, I'm, not, like, I'm, I'm about to score this thing because we need to get people out of here but like I, oh, I'm yeah. going to be overly positive about this I do think there's a lot of criticisms to say whether or not it's overly positive which is not necessarily a bad thing i think that it hit me in the good spot when i was like man you know what i can do right now during covid i can bust out a chessboard and we can play and i can kick katie's butt four or five times and feel good about myself <laughs> i'm just and then i'll play trevor and i'll feel less good about myself so because <laughs> <laughs> sounds great let's do it yeah i'm gonna build up here i'm gonna build up everybody's confidence that's what i'm doing she actually you missed it jenna before the cast started she heard me bragging about beating her and she like stormed up here and yelled at me in front of them it was really great <laughs> um yeah anyways uh, let's go ahead and do some scores unless there's any final thoughts i'm sure you guys can get up but uh, who wants to go who wants to take the first plunge i'm happy to if no one else wants to i'll go first i give it a uh, eight out of ten mm. i uh i really dug a lot of elements of this i do agree with the kind of the the ending kind of hitting me kind of uh, oddly but uh, still kind of working overall i i just you know I, it does it did more than anything it did make me want to learn chess notation whenever my grandfather taught me i mean it had me from fucking the first episode where she learns chess from an old man which is how i learned which is my like relationship with my grandfather was very much about the game of chess and i still remember him like trying to teach me strategies and me being like eh, yeah, i don't have time for that and i just i used to play like algorithmically i used to like look at the moves of every like opponent's piece in my head and that's how I played as a child and like I can't do that anymore and I also like frustrated the hell out of any like similarly aged person <laughs> because I it would take forever so I was not a genius by any means yeah. but um I I really so I really enjoyed like hearing about all the notation and kind of the theory of chess too and um I, yeah, and just seeing kind of it, it is a symbol for relationships with people. I, it just really all worked for me very well. That and between like other elements of it, the music, the setting, the costumes, my God. I was just really helpless for this thing. And it did. It does remind me of Mad Men, uh, too, in that in that vibe of like just kind of a period piece that's uh, maybe a little historically um, not reductive, maybe, but like fantastical. Sure. You know, I, yeah. I, 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 you know, we, we can definitely, I can definitely see the, uh, the idea that maybe it, it leans towards that a little bit, but uh, it was so, so much fun and, uh, such a roller coaster too, for me too. So yeah. Yeah. Hey. yeah. Uh, up next. But I'm happy to jump in. Um, Go ahead. I'll, I'll give this a nine out of 10. Um, I, I think I would say that my favorite show in the last, year was Chernobyl, which I would say was like a perfect miniseries in my mind. Um, mm. This is not at that level, but it is very lovingly done. I mean, you can tell just like with the set design, with the costumes, with the way it was shot, um, the fact that they're bringing in Gary Kasparov to direct, you know, the, the actual games and how they're played. Um, it was just, it was very detail oriented. And I thought they executed it extremely well. Um, the story itself was was good. Um, I was kind of enthralled the entire time through, just kind of wanting to see what the point of the show was and kind of where they were going with it. Um, I thought it was an interesting way to end it. I wasn't expecting it to be a happy ending, to be honest with you. Um, but I kind of appreciated that. I thought um, it, it was a, it was a good message in, in a time where we kind of need that kind of that kind of a message, to be honest. Um, so uh, overall, I, I really enjoyed it. Highly recommended. Uh, Nine out of ten. Yeah. Damn. Uh, cool. Uh, Jenna. So I'm going to be very honest and say I completely forgot we had to give a score. So a couple. No, uh, no, no, no. You're good. A couple minutes ago <laughs> when you're like, we have to get to the rankings. I'm like, oh, crap. 
Um, Do you want another minute? No, I no, can, no. I'm, I, good. I'm good. I like. Luckily, I had time to to pull it together. But um, <laughs> I, so the other part that I'm struggling with is I don't remember what I've ranked other things, and like rankings are very comparative, you know. So it's, it's I hard. can tell you oh, actually. It's okay. Oh, I'm sure I, it's like give me like two minutes, <laughs> and I can like tell you. I track this data. That is how sad my life is. I'm Thank just saying. Suicide Squad was probably a two. Um, let's see what other. <laughs> it's pretty. It was pretty rough. Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad is, is a usually good baseline everybody's everybody's yeah. last thing. I mean, except, except Trevor. What was Trevor? Trevor was like Blade Runner. That was right. No. <laughs> oh God, yeah. That's uh, that is that is. Oh. You, you, it's I'm gonna make sure that's on your tombstone, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, Trevor, not liking Blade Runner killed me. Oh man. <laughs> it's, it's, no, just Blade Runner. Like up. eleven out of ten. It, it is like it is like the quintessential like I don't know TSM beef at this point is that you didn't like Blade Runner and he only gave it he gave it like a seven and I lost my. <laughs> No, he gave mind. it a six. He gave it a six. I remember. Oh, don't I, was, I, was, I, was equally, I was equally. salt on hard. that wound, Sean. It's like, like quintessential <laughs> Jack beef. But, uh, I'm more expecting to hear it at both of your weddings. Like, that's all that you guys are going to talk about. <laughs> it's practically yeah. cured meat at this point, that wound. I'm just saying. Ew, that uh, was a really great <laughs> analogy I, and I, really I, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I will probably Ooh. use that one in the future, but I will flinch every time I do. So. Oh, I got it. I got it. Oh, I got it. All right, all right. All right. Jenna. All right. Suicide Squad. Okay. Hold on. You came oh, out for fuck. Suicide Squad? Yeah. I, <laughs> I guess I everybody had to. I was every... in Syracuse then. Like, I can vividly remember that. I don't know why. Your but... your average score, Jenna, is a six. Uh, your The lowest score you've given was a three, which your lowest rated film was Suicide Squad. Okay. Your highest rated film was Arrival. Uh, mm, the highest score you've ever given anything has been an 8.5. Oh, shit. Uh, to Arrival? Yeah. Uh, damn it. For arrival. Yeah, to Arrival. So, yeah, and you gave Logan an 8. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm literally just... Oh, that's relevant. Here. This is the same screenwriter as Logan. I forgot it to is, mention yeah. that. Scott Frank. You gave yeah. Rogue One a 5, Arrival Ooh. got an 8.5, and Suicide Squad got a 3. Okay, that's good. I was, just, is, yeah. I was curious yeah, about yeah, yeah, like yeah. the range especially, because... um. See that 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 does change it. So I'm grateful you looked that up. Um, <laughs> I, I, looking for it. I think I will have to do the same and give an eight and a half. And this is why, because I so before Trevor started speaking, I was like ah, probably an eight, but I don't know what I've rated other things, and and it matters. Um, like I, I really loved this series. Like I I was super excited to watch more. Um, I, I liked like the colors and just how every time like I'm rooting for her, and even though she's an incredibly damaged protagonist. Um, and so I, I really I really enjoyed it. And I was super excited that we were going to talk about it. Um, I just I liked and I was curious to hear other people's perspectives, like because sometimes I like stuff and then no one else does. And I'm like, oh, I have really bad taste, actually, um, except with Suicide Squad. I stand by that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty, yeah. But yeah, so I'll give. I it. think the opposite thing. I think I have really I'll, good taste. I'm the only one who likes anything. I, I love. I love how I charted. I charted everybody, and it's like everybody. It's like you know, the Suicide Squad is like the low point, except Trevor, <laughs> who had who gave a. Uh, let me just say, yeah. Trevor, I think Sausage Party was. Hey, I've been oh here God. like all the time. Batman so v I'm Superman. Sure there's a, Batman v Superman. No, Sausage Party's got to be lower than that. You there, gave Batman v Superman a three point five. There, there's a lot of movies score. to be to be fair. There's a lot of movies I sit out on intentionally, and uh, and yeah, Suicide Trent, Squad no, and yeah. Sausage Party were, were two of them. Yeah, Sean, sorry, no. Jenna, I interrupted you. Sean's <laughs> lowest rated movie is uh, is The Great Wall at a three. Oh God, yeah. yeah. That was entertaining as hell, to be fair. But yeah, it's yeah. definitely. And three. he only gave Spotlight a seven, <laughs> <The> little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, please, please continue, Jenna. No, no, I'm, sorry I'm, to I'm pretty much at the end there. I'm gonna stick with an eight and a half. Um, but I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Happy. Yeah. All right. So that is a thirty-three point five. I'm gonna give my score in just two seconds. Divided by. You gotta do the math first. I, I, yeah, well, it's just I want to be smooth on the outro, right? Like I don't want to just be sitting there like. Wow, I gave Sausage and, Party a five. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I didn't. Did you not see that coming? Just I like, was like, that has to be my worst score of all time. I guess it is Batman v Superman. 
Yeah, dude, you really hated Batman v Superman, was, and I think it was, it was more bad. because on the initial blush, I liked it, and you were incensed by that. I, I would probably rate it less if I had to watch it a second I, time. I, I do maintain that Batman v Superman was the most wrong I've ever been about a movie. <laughs> I don't know, man. I really, I don't know. I, I had a comic. That's thing. quintessential See, TSM beef. I think we think we all. Oh my god! You know what? The, you know what our most our most well rated episode of all time, the the most viewed show that we've ever done, right? Was still Fifty Shades Free. Which was a cast of just me and Katie. It has 57 unique downloads, 57,000 unique downloads. Well, can't for you. And it was amazing. And none of y'all listened to it. And I know that for a fact because one of y'all would give me shit about us on that cast if you'd done that because we just got drunk and talked shit for well, like now an hour. I have a reason to watch. So I, I haven't listened to it either, to be honest. I, of course, no one has. I know because like I talk about Sean and Sean shit on there and no one talks about it. I just, I, I would know if any of you had listened to it. I would know. All right. We oh. bought you enough time. What's your score? Eight. So, uh, unoriginal. But what I will say is that I think that ultimately what is uh, there is a lot of problems. And I think that maybe a little bit by the nature of like where this attempts to put itself in kind of it, it, it strives very hard to be a lot of things. And it very successfully sexifies chess for me, which is just not the thing I want to say about this <laughs> feminist ranked movie. And like I just I really hey, needed it. It wasn't just there. her. OK, no, 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 I know it's like, like that's the thing. It's like I don't see her. I just see the sexy chess moves. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm just like pain, pain me internally. <laughs> Can we oh find ways to get this one to be the most viewed, just or most listened to, yeah, just I, for I, that I, line I, itself? Oh, yeah, it's just, I will, I will clip that out and put it on a YouTube video. <laughs> just, I don't see her; I just see the sexy chest. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Clarkson. This has been Top Gear. Um, yeah, just gross. Anyways, uh, anyways. Yeah, so we give The Queen's Gambit an 8.5 out of 10, which is overwhelmingly positive as we have established on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, do go check it out. It's on Netflix. So, you know, I know we shouldn't call Netflix free, but it's essentially free. So go do it because, you know, somebody has Netflix. Uh, I don't want to just, you know, do that. But anyways, we're all in the middle of a pandemic. It's a good, it's a good miniseries. It's a good time. Uh, it is stressful as fuck, but we've spoiled it now for you, so you know that it all ends happiness. And they have their Power Rangers moment at the end of it, and it's awesome. So, yeah. For the Movie Gang Podcast, this has been Trevor Flynn. Goodbye. Never get over Blade Runner. This has been Sean Solis. Thanks for listening. This has been Jenna Rose. Sorry, Jenna. I struggled for like two seconds. Have a good one. <laughs> My favorite person on here is Alyssa's thing, because both her highest and lowest score are the same for Baby Driver, which is just hilarious that Baby Driver is still somebody's lowest rated score. Yeah, sorry. This I've, I, I need to update this list. I haven't done this in years. I've been your host, Jack Newman. I will mercifully end it now because you don't care about this anymore. <laughs> My lowest rated thing I've ever had on here apparently was King Arthur, which I gave a one. I don't really. I, just, I don't remember that. <laughs> I must have been drunk, which I'm on for many of these. So let's just get rid of this scoring system. I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> Clearly, it's just going to make me wrong. Let's not go here. For the Movie Gang podcast and by extension, the Tuscan Shed Media Network, one last time. Thanks for listening.